Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard. This is episode number 99 of the Night Stalker podcast. And tonight we are going to be talking about the uh, Connecticut disappearance of um, housewife and mother um, Jennifer uh, Dulos, who went uh, went missing uh, on... I believe it was May 24th of 2019. Um, at the time of uh, the disappearance, she was in a uh, a bitter divorce and uh, child custody battle with uh, her her husband at the time. Um, photos Dulos. Um, a lot of things in the case. Are kind of interesting um, and a lot of tragic, but but interesting in the sense uh, Jennifer's body has never been found. However, there's certain things in the case that people, um, probably for the majority of who studied it, know. For others that don't, um, my my big uh, my big question is here: they never said her body was. Her body was never found. However, uh, I'm going to get go, go into that in, in a couple more minutes. But throughout the whole uh, investigation, her husband, uh, uh, Photodoulos, uh, always claimed he was innocent of uh, any type of uh, homicide, murder, whatever one wants to call it. But here, the, the problem starts with the evidence. There was, Jennifer's blood was found in the house, several locations. Uh, the Connecticut State Police had recovered numerous, uh, probably 20 or more garbage bags full of bloody rags, towels, uh, and what have you. And I want you to keep that in mind as far as evidence that the bloody towels and rags and this and that. Uh, throughout this thing, uh, Duo, Photo Dulos was acting a little squirrely. Um, you know, he had a, a girlfriend at the time. Her name was Michelle. Um, I'm just trying to find, find the actual uh, paperwork on it. Her name was, uh, I remember, it, I remember the first name being Michelle Traconis. Uh, Traconis was another, uh, Another strange uh, person of interest in the case. Uh, she never wanted to admit anything. Uh, but after you study and research on the case, you know, she was, uh, you know, it was definite that she had had some, some part in the uh, disappearance of uh, Jennifer Dulos. Um, now, there were cameras that, it actually spotted Dulos um, dumping the license plates to one of his vehicles in a uh, manhole or a sewer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they were recovered, and it comes back to him. So, okay, well, you know, there's there's the uh, you know fox in the hen house already. We're we're dealing with my whole thing in the whole case was that they that they reported never having found the body. I do not believe that's true. I'm not saying that they actually found the physical body, 
But think of it this way. If you have 30 bags of bloody, bloody uh, towels or rags or whatever, it brought me back to the Joan Risch case, the disappearance of Joan Risch uh, in 1961 from uh, uh, Lincoln, Massachusetts. If you take the amount of blood that was saturated into each one of these rags, and a hematologist could figure out what the exact volume quantity was, and you added all that volume quantity up, plus the volume quantity of blood that was found in the Dulos home and the other locations, my first question would be, Is it would a reasonable man think if an individual lost that much blood, they would either... If they did not receive immediate medical attention, would they eventually pass away? Uh, in this case, um, Jennifer Dulos did not go to any of the local hospitals or any hospitals anywhere. As a matter of fact, checking her um, information and other things that the police you know, realized that there was, that she didn't go to a hospital. So if she hadn't received immediate emergency, uh, immediate medical attention, wouldn't it be logical to think that it, based on the quantity of blood that she lost, that death would be imminent? So with that being said, if death would have been imminent and she hadn't shown up at a hospital, Therefore, we know she's dead. So people are saying, "Well, what do you? Well, how do you know we found the body?" Well, biologically, the blood belongs to Jennifer Dulos. DNA tests prove it. So we know for a hundred percent fact that's her, that's her blood. Those stains and all of this stuff is her blood. So, in essence, we actually have found uh, Jennifer Dulos. I mean, some some may, you know, try to fight the with an arbor, arbitrary claim of, well, you didn't find a body, so you don't have a body. Well, yes, we do. Yes, we do. The blood is made up of the same biological material that was in Jennifer Dulos's body at the time of the disappearance. Therefore, we do have it. Therefore, if we have the, that much blood. And she doesn't have that much blood. She's deceased. Okay. So, and based on other evidence, it puts photos to those um, on the scene. He has he has a motive. The custody battle, the divorce. I'm I'm sure. Um, you know, any any type of divorce or breakup, there's always. Um, hard feelings, you know, women are, for the most part, can control themselves a lot better than men, that's just how it is, you know, let's face it, let's call it what it is, um, even with a new girlfriend, we don't know how Fogos Dulos felt about his wife, because that wasn't shared, but that's another impacting part of an investigation, you know, um, you know, and 
the one interesting thing out of the whole case, not that any of this is interesting, it's more tragic than interesting, but on uh, January 20, 2020, just a few months after uh, his wife disappears, Photos Dulos dies of a carbon monoxide poisoning. premeditated carbon monoxide poisoning. So, with all that being said, yes, there is a body. I believe I believe both Photos and uh, was was the primary suspect in the case. Um, the girlfriend was definitely a uh, an accomplice in the case. Uh, they did hire uh, Norm Pattis, who is uh, a good attorney. He represents a lot of strange cases. He's pretty good at it. Uh, but with that being said, the his client is deceased. The state's defendant is deceased. And the girlfriend, his person with knowledge, has probably dumped their guts to the Connecticut State Police by now, so um, there is a there is a I'm sure a time timeline of events um, you know, my thought was I don't know what kind of deal they made with uh, Traconis, but the simple fact is if you didn't spill the beans, you know what you'd be, you'd be in lockup right too so um, you know, tragic in nature But in, in essence, yes, we do have Jennifer Dulos's body. In a different sense of instead of a, a body with arms and legs, we have it in biological samples that will basically tell us that she's deceased. So, with that being with that being said. I will see you. The next episode will be number 100. We are in season two. We are on episode 200. Going on episode 200. We are picking up listeners by 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 leaps and bounds. Uh, feel free to forward this to anybody. I don't care who you forward it to. Um, And uh, just keep listening because we'll be coming up with more bizarre, bizarre stuff. And you know how I am as a host. I'm pretty, I have to put, I have to label all this stuff. Um, I have to rate all of it because uh, it does have some, in some of my episodes, I do explain stuff very graphically or give my personal opinions, which have those seven words that the FCC at one time said that we couldn't use, but apparently nowadays the FCC doesn't care what anybody says, but uh, I, I list it just in case there's any young viewers that probably shouldn't be listening to it, or people that are that went to college or were, that were in college that are that like their uh, what do they call those uh, safe spaces? Is that what those things are? I my time we never had those things. Uh, 
not sure what the exact exact intent of those things are. Uh, you know, if you feel like you're going to get your ass whooped, you go hide in one of those things. I, I don't know. You can't take take what you're hearing on the news. You got to go hide in one of those things. Well, you know what? Here's the problem, kids. That once you get out of college, your safe space doesn't exist anymore. So you need to start learning how to handle it now. And uh, you know, we, we will eventually get to the college uh, the college uh, campus scene because it's it. You know, we don't we don't have students anymore on college campus. We have clients. It's it's been a day when you see college. When you're in college, you're, you know, obviously you're out of high school. And this is the time as young men and women, you start to realize that other people besides yourself have opinions. Whether you agree with it or not, good, bad, or indifferent, they have opinions. You have lecturers come to school. Well, now they tell me that if you have a little bunch, of, a little group of people that are offended. I mean, and these people are offended over anything. God forbid. Wait until I get to the real world. That uh, the school will ask, ask lecturer not to come because it's not what they want to hear. Well, how do you have a debate if the person that comes to give you a lecture it doesn't have opposing opposing views? But we'll get into that on another another uh, episode, and you know that's probably where I'm going to have to put two marks in, ahead of the explicit lines because you know I got some th- thoughts about that are probably not very. Or not religious, uh, but any other word? Okay, we do have Jennifer Dulos's body. Uh, it was just in a different biological form than we had already thought. So until the next episode, which will be episode 100, I will see you then. Keep listening, and like I said, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at my direct uh, email, which is uh, Forever Night CT1 at Comcast.net. That's F O R. E-V-E-R-N-I-G-H-T, C-T, the number one, at Comcast.net. Or you can hit me up up on Twitter. I'm on there once or twice a day. I don't do a Trump on it, but, you know, I try to keep everything business-like. And um, we'll talk to you later.